And now, the number one audio program that helps you to hire, get hired, and soar higher in the Salesforce ecosystem. It's the Salesforce Career Show with Josh Matthews and Vanessa Grant. Welcome to the Salesforce, the Salesforce Career Show. My name is Josh Matthews. I run the SalesforceRecruiter.com and co-host this show. My wonderful co-host, Vanessa Grant. Welcome, Vanessa. Hey, Josh. I finally managed to get this mute button to, to work, but nice to be here. I'm Vanessa Grant. Yes. Congratulations. And today we're going to be talking about a couple interesting things, um, two different topics. The first one, well, not necessarily the first one, one of the things that we're going to be covering and one of the reasons why you'll want to stay listening is we're going to be sharing with you seven key tips to how to work well with a recruiter in the Salesforce ecosystem. Now, maybe that's me. Maybe that's Stephen Greger. Maybe it's someone from uh, another firm. Maybe it's someone uh, at a specialty firm just like ours, which is Salesforce Staffing. Or it might be with a very large firm uh, like a Robert Half or Tech Systems. But we're going to give you seven tips to stay in touch with them and make sure that you're a top candidate for those recruiters so that you are top of mind while not annoying them at the same time. Okay. Well, with that in mind, I'm just going to jump on to uh, a few quick points for those of our listeners who are interested in engaging a recruiter. Um, now, you guys know that I'm a recruiter. Stephen's a recruiter. Jesse's a recruiter, all here at the SalesforceRecruiter.com. Our company name is Salesforce Staffing, and we specialize in the Salesforce ecosystem. It's all we do. We don't place anybody else. We don't place .NET or Java or AWS pros. Um, it's just technical and functional and leadership roles within the Salesforce ecosystem. So this is not a plug because we are a small company and the reality is, is we are very specialized. We do not uh, take on every single client. We say no to about a third to half of them uh, because we're very, very careful about the kinds of clients that we work with. We want to make sure that every, every client that we're working with is going to somehow improve the life of the person that we place there, not make it worse. Um, and we can't place everybody that needs a recruiter in the Salesforce ecosystem uh, because of our size and because of some of our, the way that we work, right? We're exclusive. Um, if we're working on a job, no one else can work on that job. And we might not also be the cheapest people. We do think that we're the best. So there are other organizations out there that you can work with. I'll leave it to Google to give you some, some idea of who they are. But whoever you work with, number one recommendation is to choose firms and recruiters that specialize in what you do. So what does that mean? Okay, so if you're a Salesforce professional, and if you're listening to this po uh, podcast or this live show, I mean, let's just assume that you are. So you would look for organizations that specialize in Salesforce uh, Salesforce recruiting. Now, there are some large organizations like Robert Half and Tech Systems that have spun off specialty groups or divisions uh, that will place people in this ecosystem. They may be very good recruiters. I really don't know. Um, they may be very capable, but they're at least specialized. That means that they're going to understand what you do. You're not going to be the first uh, Salesforce professional that they've talked to. They'll understand um, how to ask good questions of the client that they're working with, because without that, you know, you might as well just apply online and, and uh, you know, pray that you get invited in. So work with firms and recruiters that specialize. Number two, you're going to want to work with a senior recruiter when possible. If you go to the largest, um, the largest uh, specialized Salesforce recruiting firm, and you click on insights, you're going to find out that their average uh, employee has been there for 
less than two years, usually it's like right around a year. The average age is somewhere in the, the low to mid 20s. So these are, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a purpose for this. Um, they do more volume, but they're not necessarily senior recruiters. So um, can they make the perfect match? In other words, can they de-risk your career? Because what you don't want to do is go work at a company where the correct questions haven't been asked um, by the recruiter and or by the recruiter for the client and by the recruiter for you. That doesn't de-risk your career at all. So work with a senior recruiter and you can work with some of these larger firms um, or specialized firms and reach out to the owner, reach out to a vice president or a director, um, look them up on Google and ask to work with the person with the most experience directly. Okay, so um, definitely recommend that. It's kind of like if you're going to sell your house, right? Most most realtors are going to cost about the same. Don't you want to work with the one that, that sells 20 to 50 houses a year instead of the one that sells two houses a year? One of them's better than the other because they have more experience. And the experience doesn't cost you anymore because it's a free service. Okay, number three, most recruiters work for free, right? Uh, until they make a placement. And when they do, it's the client who pays, not the candidate, all right? So what that means, you just have to remember this and treat them accordingly. If a recruiter doesn't like you for whatever reason, if they think that you're rude, or if they think that you're arrogant, it's unlikely that they're going to recommend you to their client because they're paid by their client, not by you. Working with recruiters is free, and it's been free since the 80s, right? When they basically made it um, uh unacceptable to pay a recruiter to try and get you a job. Instead, the clients pay. Okay, so when you're working with, with someone and they're working for free, they work on commission, just like a realtor, right? Uh, so when you're working with someone um, and you're not paying them, you should probably treat them nicely. You should probably be respectful and you should probably follow through on the things that they need to do their job. Think Jerry Maguire, help me help you. Okay, so you need to help them help you. And uh, just Keep that in mind as you're working with them. Uh, number four is staying in touch is your job. It's your job, okay? Um, I don't know how many, like Stephen, uh, he's not a, as a speaker right now, but I think Stephen interviewed at least 10 people for the week and it's Wednesday, okay? So he's a busy guy. You talk to 10, 15, 20 people a week, um, you know, it adds up It adds up really, really fast. That's anywhere from 500 to 1,000 people a year. You know, I know in my career, even though I've worked um, for, I don't know, 23 years or 24 years in the industry, you, you know, I, I haven't talked to 20,000 people because I spent a lot of my time working with clients and I don't do a lot of, um, interviewing these days except for leadership positions and the occasional architect. So I don't talk to so many people right now, but the reality is, is I have spoken to somewhere in the range of 12,000 to 14,000, uh, people. And I can't stay in touch with all of them. I just can't. It's impossible. Um, so you want to stay in touch, but it's essential that you just stay in touch gently. Okay. Gently remind a recruiter of your existence. Too many phone calls, like, you know, did you get me a job yet? Where are my interviews? Like, this isn't like, um, uh, it, it, it's not that kind of a relationship guys. So you want to give the recruiter an out and want to make them feel comfortable working with you. So my recommendation is if you can send a, a short message, maybe it's an email or a text, whatever they prefer, and just give them an update, you know, Hey, Steven, it's Josh. I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm still hunting. I've had a few interviews, uh, nothing that I'm super excited about. I know that you're busy, so no need to respond to let you know what's going on with me right now. Okay, so no need to respond. 
those are the critical few words in there. And I just want to let you know what's going on. So you're updating us without requiring a response. That's nice. It's kind uh, and it's appreciated. Number five is take the advice. So if you've chosen a recruiter wisely and are, are working with someone who has many years in the industry and he or she offers you advice, we strongly recommend that you take it. Just like if you're a mentee with Vanessa, right? And she gives you good advice. Well, to ignore it, you're ignoring it at your peril, right? The one thing that you don't want to do is take too much advice from too many people. Don't take it from your Aunt Jenny. Don't take it from your buddy who has had a different job every six months. They don't know what's up. Take it from the expert, right? If the expert is a 23-year-old, maybe they're not quite an expert yet. Try and find and work with somebody who's got that 10,000 hours of experience and then take their advice. You also, number six, register with more than one firm. Okay, so you can apply at my firm. You just go to the salesforcerecruiter.com, click opportunities, scroll to the bottom and click on uh, general application. You'll be in our system. It's that simple, all right? Um, but are we the end all be all? Are we going to place every single person that we talk to? Absolutely not. There's no way that we can do that. If we were, I'd have retired by now. So register with more than one firm. And finally, number seven is keep track of the places that you interviewed. Some people use a, their own private Salesforce org to do this. You can use a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet to do this. But if you apply for a job, strongly encourage you to put in the job title, the company, who your contact was, the date that you applied, right? And then any kind of updated information, right? Like, um, they responded and said they'd get back to me the week of blank or uh, on my second interview on blank date, right? Track that stuff. Because if you start working with a recruiter, you you don't want them to, uh, you, you definitely don't want them to submit you to jobs that you've already applied for because it makes everybody look stupid. So make sure that you're open and be open about it. Like if you've applied for somewhere, don't be shady, you know, don't hold all your cards to, to your chest. We can't operate in a vacuum of information right? Being open and clear. Look, we're not used car salesmen here, okay? And we're not dirty lawyers that chase am ambulances. We're literally trying to elevate the careers of people in the ecosystem. That's what we do. And guess what? We freaking love it. <laughs> like We do. We absolutely love it. But you tie our hands if you don't share as much information as possible. What you really want to do, not you really want to do this because that's the job I've got open right now. What you really want to do right? Be open, be honest. And if you select the right recruiter from the beginning, you will have a terrific relationship and experience that lasts for many, many years. It can help you with more than one position. And we certainly do that here. Okay. Any questions about that? No, that was awesome. Josh. All right. Well, we do have um, uh, uh, Adamola Awanusi. Welcome to the show. You've got a question? Uh, yes. Um, so thank you so much, Josh. Um, I've actually been listening to your spaces even before my first Salesforce job. Um, my question, since you're a recruiter, is what is your experience with Canadians that um, apply for jobs in the U.S.? Because uh, when I do and I speak to certain recruiters, they do not really know much about a TN visa. Just want to know if you've ever come across such experience. Yeah, it's a great question. Are you a Canadian citizen? Yes. Okay, so it's going to be very different. As we know, there are a lot of Salesforce professionals in the United States and in Canada who are here on visas. And if you're on a visa in Canada, you cannot apply for a job in the United States unless you have a visa that allows you to work there. Okay. But if you're a Canadian citizen, uh, you can get a T1 visa. It's, I don't know what it costs now, 50 bucks and a 
quick trip to the border once or twice. Is that about right? It's pretty easy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's really easy. And so people who are interested in hiring people from Canada can do it. They can sometimes even save a little bit of money because of the dollar exchange and cost of living tends to be different with our neighbors to the north. So um, there's no issue. Sometimes companies um, get a little bit weird about it. Certainly large companies don't have uh, issues with it if they've got branches in Canada, like a Cognizant or, um, you know, or, or Accenture. Or Simplest. Yeah, Simplest, right? So global companies or companies that have a footprint, they have branch offices or they work with a lot of clients in that, sometimes it's great. So if you're in Toronto and they have a Toronto, you know, a lot of Toronto clients, they might like that, you know, it's still a remote job, but you can go out and have lunch with a client here and there. You can pop in for, you know, you know, a release party or like whatever's going on. So um, that can be helpful. But you can certainly apply for U.S. jobs as long as you've got all your ducks in a row and you understand that um, there's a couple steps to jump through, that there's a little bit of um, legal paperwork. There's a cost to that for doing that. But it's not that much, right? It's not that much. So, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Thanks so much, Josh. You're welcome, buddy. Thanks for being a longtime listener. Congrats on your first, uh, first job as well. Thank you. You got it. So I have a couple updates um, on the Gordon Lee articles. Um, I just Googled Gordon Lee Salesforce volunteer. So G-O-R-D-O-N, Lee, L-E-E. Um, and all of his articles come up. But the three articles that I posted also on Twitter are no Salesforce work experience, make your own. So you still want to volunteer at a nonprofit. He goes through that stuff. And then he's also done on the admins podcast, uh, an interview on creating your own, your own Salesforce experience. So you can find those links uh, on my Twitter, RL Vanessa Grant, or just Google Gordon Lee Salesforce volunteer and all those will come up. Um, and the last update I wanted to announce was over the course of the show, I decided to take one of those Myers-Briggs and apparently I'm not as rare as I thought. I am uh, an ESTJ. <laughs> Hey, I, I like me some ESTJs. So the ESTJ is a very interesting um, personality type, and it's actually the entrepreneur personality type. Oh, wait, no, that's the ESTP. Sorry, I got that wrong. I totally got that wrong. Does it tell you what your archetype is? Uh, is archetype like the, 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 the fifth letter thing? It's the, uh, yeah, it's the... Um, uh, it's the so ESTJ is the executive personality type, right? So like the ENTJ is the commander, yeah. right? And the ESTJ yeah, executive. is the executive type. Yeah. So we want to see you running a billion dollar company here in the next five to eight years. Okay. Sweet. All right, you get after it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that that you guys do really well is lead by example, and I think that you do that every time you're on the show, every time you're standing up on stage. Right. And uh, you, you guys also do, do quite well by, um, you know, living by the rule of law. Right. And uh, I, I think that your experience in, um, in your prior life sort of exhibits that as well. Miss Contracts Master. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the S in your profile, which stands for um, sensor, that means that you're very, very good at seeing exactly what's in front of you and you can capture that. So the actual information that you take in is detailed, all right, versus me, which is undetailed. I have like the vision of a very old dog <laughs> when it comes to the information I'm taking in. I get generalities and general pictures 
Um, but there's some, certainly benefits to that. But S's are very good with details. They are the scientists of the world. They are the engineers of the world. And in this case, they're the Vanessa Grants of the world as well. Excellent. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be an executive, unsurpassed at managing things or people. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sonia Sotomayor, John D. Rockefeller, Judge Judy, uh, Ella Baker, um, uh, Frank Sinatra. And uh, let's see who else. Oh, Laura Linney. So there you go. You and Laura Linney. All right. Me and Laura Linney. Yeah. And also Boromir from Lord of the Rings. He Ooh, was, I don't know about that one. <laughs> hey, look, he, he came back from, uh, <laughs> you know, he repented before it was too late, right? So. I <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, love me some Sean Bean. Love me some Vanessa Grant. Love me some Salesforce Career Show. Thank you to everybody for being on our program today. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've got questions in the future and you'd like these answered, we'll be back two weeks from today at 5.30 Eastern. 230 Pacific. And you can DM me or DM Vanessa the questions that you have, because if you can't make the show, podcast. Again, check out the salesforcerecruiter.com. Also visit Expand Exchange, where you can expand your career. It's where you learn to uh, get hired, hire, and soar higher in the Salesforce ecosystem with a terrific directory that Vanessa and I put together, custom-made, custom-crafted, hand-selected just for you. 